0: You ready for the Word of God this morning? Excellent, excellent. I heard a uh, a joke this morning on Joel Osteen. There's this lady who's uh, sitting on a plane reading her Bible and um, a man sitting next to her says, I see you're reading the Bible you don't actually believe that, do you? She says, well, as a matter of fact, I do. He said, but it's, you know, like it's just... Fanciful. I mean, take that bloke who got swallowed by a whale. I mean, (laughs) what was that all about? You know, like uh, uh, how did he even survive that long uh, in the in the belly of the whale? And she says, "Well, you know, I really don't know. But when I get to heaven, I'll be sure to ask him." And uh, this man, the sly grin on his face, says, "Well, what if he's not in heaven?" And she says, "Well, you can ask him." (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Boom! Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word this morning. I thank you that you're just going to speak to us and encourage us from your word today. Father, I thank you for changed lives. I thank you for an increase in our understanding of who you are in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. It's interesting what John said over the uh, communion message this morning about expectation, because what I'm going to talk about is actually living in full expectation this morning. So uh, it's uh, obviously on God's agenda to talk about that. So this is another um, installment in the series we're currently looking at in, in uh, the resurrection life. It's, this uh, series has come about simply as a result of me getting ready for our Easter services and um, feeling that God spoke to me out of uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 5, where it simply says that God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And I asked myself, you know, what sort of life that was? And I began to drill down on it because I actually believe that we live a resurrection life because Christ's resurrection is our resurrection. I believe that his life is our life. And that's the journey that we're on is to become more and more like the person of Jesus. So, you know, I had questions coming up. How do we live a resurrection life? Uh, How do we, uh, what does that look like for our family? What does that look like for uh, our community, our workplaces? What does it look like for uh, just journeying through life in general. So using the word life, L-I-F-E, I I, I felt like I just needed to play with that word a little bit and and start to bring some things out that may help us to better understand what it is to live a resurrection life. So this morning, we're going to be looking at living in full expectation. Living in full expectation, L-I-F-E, living in full expectation. I've I've got another title coming up in a few weeks' time. It's an absolute rip snorter, okay? Yeah. I, the, using the word life, L I F E. I came up with this this uh, this title like lovingly. I follow Elohim. Ooh, eh, eh, eh. Just hold that thought. I'll get you back to you in a couple of weeks. So, living in full expectation. Have you ever uh, been? Um, Looking forward so much to meeting someone or going to an event or a party or a celebration, or you 've got something coming up in your future that has really connected with you at a at a deep level and you 're so looking forward to something happening you 're so looking forward to meeting this certain person or to uh, to catching up with family. You may have been separated for a long time and and you just get you're just so. Looking forward to something happening in your world, you know, as the, the the days got closer and closer, or the events got closer, this excitement builds up into you, you know, inside of you, and you're, you're almost like at the point of of bursting. You know, like you feel like you're going to explode before the actual event or the person arrives, and you're thinking, you know, I just need this thing to happen, or looking forward to it so much, and this great expectation just rises up with it, within you, and then it just happens that that event finally arrives or that person suddenly is on your doorstep and you embrace and it's and it lives up to everything that you wanted in life you know you you knew that this was going to be a a landmark moment You something you could mark in your calendar not just mark in your calendar but you would know for the rest of your life that that moment will be marked on your heart as something that happened it was something that was so incredible for you you were looking so much forward to it that you know that it's not just just something that that happened okay that's all over we move on to the next thing no what happened there that person that event whatever it was it was just so so incredibly good that you walked away from the rest of your life knowing that that moment in time will always be marked upon your heart there are moments in our lives and I believe that that's what the resurrection life should be like I believe that God, in His wisdom, in His understanding, and His grace towards us, wants us to look back on this time and say, you know what, our lives here are something that we can look back on as something that God did something special. Now, it may not have always turned out the way that we wanted it to turn out but you know what God was in it the whole way through, he held our hand in it he embraced us in it he was there with us in it, he was leading us in it, he was sometimes pushing us forward into it because some of us some, some of us need to push sometimes but that would be the church down the road not anyone here okay so just checking how about this Romans chapter 8, verse 15 out of the Message Bible says this. I only found this out this week, this, this passage. I thought it was just great. Talk about a, a landmark verse that can come out of a, a Message series that you find out halfway through the Message series. It's, it's great. Romans 8, verse 15 out of the Message Bible says this. This resurrection life... <laughs> hey, that's pretty good right there. I thought, hello, this resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. (laughs) Have a listen to this. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike "What's next, Papa?" <laughs> How good is that verse? I mean, if there, I, I, I wished I'd have found this at the start of the this series and thought I'd have looked so much more intelligent and looked so much more like I was biblically based than than half, finding a halfway. thing. he's just stumbled. Across, absolutely, I've just stumbled on this. But you know what? I'm glad I did. At least I got there halfway through. That's how slow I am sometimes. That was the message Bible. That was the message version of the Bible. So message Bible... Okay. this resurrection life you receive from God. So this life that we've got since we've, we've given our hearts to Christ, we're walking in union with Him, this resurrection life that comes from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. In other words, it's out on the edge. Hey, where do you find the fruit on a fruit tree? I've got to tell you, it's not next to the trunk. It's out on the branches. It's out on a limb. You've got to go out on a limb sometimes to get the fruit that you want in your life. You've got to get there. go out on a limb. Step out of the boat. Do something. You ever see, want to see... You know what? We say, I'd love to raise the dead one day. To do that, you've got to hang around dead people. Now, you look at the person next to you and say, I'm not talking about you, all right? You're not dead, okay? You don't need to raise the people around you because they're all living, breathing, okay? But if you want to raise someone from the dead, it means that you're going to have to be around a dead person and right there is a crisis moment. We need to sometimes be careful what we pray for. Am I right or am I right? I'm right. I'm pretty right. So yeah, this, it's, it's adventurously expectant. Greeting you know, God with a child like what's now. You know, when I, I read that passage, my, uh, this is how my brain works sometimes. I instantly went to a Jurassic World film and the, the image of the velociraptor coming out of the shop's coming to the rescue. This thing's bolting down the mall in the shops and it's coming to the rescue. So I instantly thought thought of myself running to so the father, you are not going to get away from me. I'm just going to go for God, you know, just launch myself into the arms of God. You know, you send kids like sometimes when they're just so happy to see dad or Mum come through the door. We have it with our, our grandchildren. Some, you know, they, they, they hear, we knock on the door, we ring the doorbell and we hear from inside the house, Nana, Granddad. You know, sometimes we've got to be like that. With God, we come bolting into the presence of God and leap into his arms. Oh, come on. In Jesus' name, raise the dead. Come on. Shouldn't that be how it is? And you know what? God just gets down on a knee and he opens his arms and he swoops you up and he clips you up and he chucks you in the air and we hope he catches you, you know. That's my, that's my dad, that's my papa. What's next, daddy? Oh, I'll get excited in a minute. Some of the most powerful memories I have of my father, times of my father, were at the end of the day. This is when we, we lived in England, I was a little tacker, I was a little guy. We, I used to run to, at the end of the day to the end of my street. Because I was then starting to look out for my dad. Because my dad, I knew he'd be on on his way home from work on his motorbike, and he used to have an old BSA. Like old people know what that is, right? Young people, it's not a Yamaha, Yamaha, it's not a Kawahawa, it's 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 a BSA. Okay, so he, I could hear my dad coming down the street because this thing was loud. This thing was loud. My dad, and he'd come home, he'd have the goggles. That's how old it was. He had goggles. No, no, none of this visor stuff. It's goggles. Right? He looked like a jet fighter pilot in a Spitfire. But he'd come home and on his bike and I'd hear him coming down the road and I'd see him just at the top of my street. Oh, oh boy, I, I suddenly you know, I got these, these jet packs in my legs and going bang, bang, bang. My dad's coming, my dad's coming. And he'd, st- and he'd pull, pull up next to me. He'd stop his motorcycle, reach over, grab me, stick me over uh, in front of him. So I'm hanging on, I'm leaning over the petrol tank. I'm hanging on to the handlebars there. And then my dad put his arms around me. And at the instant he put his arms around me, I knew I was in a safe place. And then we'd... He'd he'd just give it a few blips of the old throttle there. And we'd go down the road. We'd roar down the road, all 300 metres of it. (laughs) And we'd go home and and we'd rock rock up in the the driveway and he'd take me off. and You could not get the smile off my face. I looked like I had a flip-top head. It's just smiling in the back of my head. You could see me smiling from the back. I was smiling that much. Just one of the most incredible times I remember. Just and at the end of the day, (coughs) and you know what? Isn't that how we should be with our dad, our heavenly father? You're just listening for him. You're just longing to to meet with him. There's this sense of expectation that it's going to be a place that you can come, that there's safety. You can feel his arms around you. You know, you can hear him in your your, your ears. He says, hang on, we're going to go for a ride. My kids, I took them for a ride on my bike. We fell off. (laughs) Isn't that right? I asked my daughter. She was on the back. Mind you, it's only in front of our our, our house and we just, like I was doing a U-turn and just (laughs) fell over. But, you know, that's how it was. We just have this incredible sense of expectation that God, you're going to do something amazing. You know, I I think that God says to us, this resurrection life is adventurously expectant. Are you adventurously expectant in this walk with God? Are you ready for the ride of a lifetime? knowing that he's got his arms around you, knowing that he's got his, his, his voice is speaking in your ear. He might look a little bit weird with goggles, but you know what? God's got it under control. He's there for us. He's, he's going to keep us safe. He's not going to let us fall off. He's always going to be there with us. It says in, in, uh, in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that without faith live, uh, living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing He is real and He rewards the faith of those who truly seek Him. Do you actually know that God's alive? He's real. He exists. Do you actually know that, that He's going to reward you when you, the faith that you exhibit in Him and you step out in faith and you go out on that limb looking for that fruit in your life or your neighbor or, or somewhere he's going to reward that. That's the sort of father that we have. I, I, I never ever was disappointed when I ran to my, my father and he and just jumped into his arms. I mean, only last week we uh, caught up for a family function on Thursday evening. I, I still, like, my, I, my, my relationship with my dad has, has like been difficult. Okay. But even on, on Thursday night, I gave him a hug and he said, I love you in my, in my ear. This, You know, it's, it's okay. God's got it under control. He's going to tell us that he loves us and cares about us. See, trust is another word for faith. Confidence is another word for faith. Reliance is another word for faith. See, expectation is another word for faith. What do you expect from God in your life? What do you expect God to do in you? What do you expect God to do through you? Do we spend enough time to actually find out? Do we stop long enough in our week that you know, we've got so many devices to make life easier and, and to, to like drive through so you can get food in two minutes instead of having to stand there cooking the stuff? Some of the stuff you wish you had cooked after you got it. With all the, you know, smartphones. Five-year degree just had to work the thing. let alone a smart TV. John 3 verses 14 to 15 says, In the same way that Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up. And everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. See, this was a time where there's snake bites happening in the wilderness and stuff like that, but the only way that they were going to get healed was when they they lifted up a bronze serpent. Anyone who looked at the bronze serpent was healed. That's how it worked. And it was just like, not a a symbol, but a, a sign, I guess, pointing to what Jesus was to become for us. That when Jesus was lifted up, we would find life and wholeness and healing when we looked to Jesus. We'd get eternal life because of it. This is what living in expectancy is like. Living in full expectation is knowing that God is real. He's alive and he has a reward for coming for those who are in expectancy going to him. He rewards the faith of people. But sadly, you know, sometimes we, we just run out of faith and we, we just go through mediocrity and we, we just mosey on through life without a real care or, or a whim for the people around about us, the you know, people that are hurting and suffering and, and in so much trouble sometimes, and we have all the resources that we need. We've got heaven at our fingertips. At the end of our mouth is the, is the, the power of the Holy Spirit, as we step out in faith, "I heard you cry. I, I, you, you look like you're in pain. Can I help? I'm a man of faith, I'm a woman of faith." Depending on what day you catch me on, but you know that was quick, wasn't it? I it whoosh, right over. <laughs> Sometimes you know you 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 just we've got all the answers there. We we know the one that has the supply and the resource. This morning I, I I'm just going to depart a little bit from uh, normally what we would do and how we would present a message because I want you to hear about a, a family, a couple, that have stepped out in faith to reach for the fruit that they believe that God wants to bring in them and through them. So can we welcome Chris and Elle? And we're going to talk to them and interview them this morning. I'm just going to get a couple of chairs from the side. So hold that thought. Here's one I prepared earlier. Here's one. Of, on behalf of church, we'd just like to give you that. <laughs> you might need to have excess luggage. Right. Cool. Excellent. There we go. Now. So just put that there. Well oiled machine. Microphones. I knew I'd forget something. I, I I was so close to getting that all together. So close. Well, have we got one more? Yeah. Oh, just quietly. Okay. <sighs> Have I gone red? I, I feel. <laughs> I feel the red coming. You know. So, what's happening in the next couple of months for you guys?
1: Well, um, we are going to pack up our family and our home, and we are going to go to California. Um, to a school called BSSM, which is, stands for Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and we are going to rent out our house here, um, but we are leaving on a plane, two bags each, off we go to live for a year. So, that's what's happening in our life. Excellent. And Chris is leaving his job.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. So...
2: Uh, this week, actually, put my resignation in um, from my work at the Royal Adelaide as a nurse. Um, so, yeah, it's huge.
0: So, Just... you're the reason for ramping?
2: Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> ask don't him. The reason for ramping.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I don't know that. Whether... Okay. Get behind me. Get behind you me. You
2: can't see it now, though, because there's fences up <laughs> there.
0: Okay, okay, cool. Cool, <laughs> okay. Um, so, what is BSSM?
1: Well, it's... Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and we've got a video to show you.
0: What a coincidence. (laughs) Let's have a look.
3: You were called to shape history, born to impact the world, created to leave a legacy. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son... Through him, he has given the church the power to bring individuals and nations into freedom. We are committed to seeing Jesus get what he paid for, a world transformed through you. We are driven by a passion To raise up revivalists who pursue God, live the gospel, and release the kingdom in every sphere of influence. Revivalists who will go into all the world, say what he is saying, and do what he is doing. We believe we owe the world an encounter with the living God. Will you say yes?
0: Wow. It's great. It sounds exciting. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: I actually haven't been able to watch that for a few weeks because it's too overwhelming. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've watched that so many times and just gone, you know, yeah, we are saying yes and we're going because we've chosen BSM. I don't know if we'll go into this in a minute, but because of the type of school that it is, not yeah. because of, you know, um, necessarily what we want to achieve out of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why um, have you chosen to go to... Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry rather than a local Bible college or school?
2: Yeah, so um I guess it hasn't it hasn't been a decision that was like, Yeah, let's just go to Bethel, like obviously it's it's costing us a lot, I've resigned from my work, we're going overseas, there are certain, it would be so much easier just to um, do something locally and I think um, the type of school that it is, it doesn't necessarily qualify you to become a pastor, so that wasn't necessarily something we were looking at, we weren't really looking at a ministry school Mm -hmm. that would necessarily equip us to... um, pastor a local church or be involved necessarily in ministry like that but we went to something that was quite practical um in your everyday life and I think this school is very set up for that and I think that's what their heart is yes it can lead to certain um types of ministry things but it's very much about they call it going out to the marketplace going out where you are learn to um live the gospel where you are whether through healing through words of knowledge through the prophetic and some of those things aren't always um i guess i mean not that i've been to bible school here but aren't always developed a lot here and they're just that's very much what they're focused on how do they train you up to live the gospel out outside the church okay cool. so that's really what's
0: been the journey then for you guys in the lead up to this point
1: yeah well um probably uh maybe four years ago is it four four maybe. years ago three years ago anyway um we just started connecting with um with Bethel basically um through started off through their worship but then it, um, we started reading their books we started um listening to their messages um, and the way that they live out their faith um has just uh, attracted us absolutely to what's going on there so um, the way that they believe um, jesus uh, the way that they live out jesus in their everyday life is what we want to see happen in our lives we don't we're not satisfied with you know being absolutely theologically trained and awesome and you know all those kind of things we just want to offer ourselves as um a a sacrifice I guess to say God just use us in whatever way you want and um, we both came across the school quite early when we had heard about Bethel um, but neither of us really talked about that at all to each other Um, but then we one day we both kind of said oh have you heard there's the school and we'd obviously been googling individually and uh, we said yeah I've, I've looked at that too and you know and we just said look you know that's um It's amazing and awesome, but I don't think it's for now. You know, I don't think it's something that we could do with a young family. I don't think... And this was probably like three years back, maybe two and a half years back. Um, We're like, no, I don't think we could do it. And then um, a couple of years ago, we just met a guy at a conference who had just returned from doing the school with four children um, and a wife, of course. So, there were six of them and they had gone over there and he had successfully completed first year... And uh, we just went to each other, oh, we could actually do this. We only have half the amount of kids as them. <laughs> um, we'll be fine. <laughs> and from that point on, we just, we just prayed and just, um, you know, um, if, it was, if we had our way and didn't really think about it, we probably would have gone last year. And everybody said to us, oh, you've got time to pack up and go for this year. But we were like, no, it's not right. We, um Deckey had just started school and so we, that's why we decided on this year. Yeah, so...
0: That. Yeah, no, it's good. What's been your biggest challenge in this whole thing?
2: I think um, finances is, is or has been a bit of a challenge because um, while we're over there, we won't be able to work. Um, the visa that you get, you can't work on. So, um, sounds have, like my kind of place. Yeah, <laughs> you have to show the American government when you get your visa that you can support yourself uh, and, and, and and your family. And your family. And through that, we are in the process of selling an investment property, uh, which we, through multiple conversations we have with people, with God, we feel like, you know, at the moment that is um, the way that we will fund it and it's it's not selling. And I think, you know, that's challenging because we're like, well, you know, that, that's a challenge for us. It's like, well, we have to provide evidence of finances and they're not there yet. So that's, that's one challenge. Uh, I think also the challenge of... Um, you know, just obviously resigning from my work and thinking about what's it gonna look like when I come back you know there there are all these challenges that you you face in your mind, and the questions that you have to talk to God about lay at his feet, yeah. yeah.
1: I think also, you know, our kids, that's pretty obvious. Anyone who's a parent would know that that's got to be something. You know, it's not like we're just going for a month and we'll come back. You know, they're going for a year um, at least, if not longer, if the Lord provides. Um, so, we, we've we just had to go on a journey with them and I think um, we have been as honest as possible with them and tried to include them in the journey as much as possible maybe sometimes to our detriment but other times you know when I hear my kids talking uh, in the car on the way to school and they say if we're having devotion this morning mummy I'm going to pray that our unit will sell And I'm like, you know what? That is awesome. You know, we're doing this together. This isn't about mummy and daddy doing something and you guys are just along for the ride. Because they're absolutely not. They are going to the school that's also attached Mm. to the church and their worlds are going to be rocked. Charlie told me that, um, and sorry, I get a bit excited about this. But Charlie told me um, they need their Bible for every single subject. So I'm like, this is good. I like this. And they say that, you know, God is a part of every single subject. So she's like, I've got to have my good Bible from school, mum, so that I've got it for every, everything that I do at school. So actually, family is, a, is yeah. a challenge, but it's going to be a reward as well.
0: That's great. And one of the things I've loved about um, Chris and Elle is that they've actually walked this through with us as well. That they've been on the journey with us for the last couple of years as well. Like the last time that they were over in the uh, the United States, we knew that they were heading over there for the purpose of scoping out the land uh, and, and doing that. So we really have appreciated that. What's been your greatest victory so far?
1: Um, oh the kids getting into that school is a massive victory Declan there was like two spots in his year level and people from all over the world are trying to get into that you know like that is such a victory and we say thank you God and these are the things that we stand on right now when we're thinking oh my gosh what's going to happen with our finances we're just like you know what God has made too many things happen um the fact that we've secured accommodation and um uh, ...a place we, the place we stayed in last year... ...we've um, managed to get one of their units um, to uh, to live in... Um, ...and when I emailed the girl and I said, look, you know... ...I know you've probably got, you know, a double bed or whatever... ...in the second bedroom for the kids, blah, blah, blah... ...you know, um, what uh, what would, how would you feel if you stored that for us... ...and we could put a set of bunk beds in there... ...and uh, she emailed me back and she said, oh, it's okay... ...there's already bunk beds in that room... ...and I said, Jesus... <laughs> you can arrange bunk beds for my children in a house like you have got absolutely everything so those have been victories definitely um uh like our family are totally on board like we have not had anybody say to us you're a psycho what are you doing everybody's just been like you know this is awesome and and we love this and, you know, we want to, you know, be there with you and support you whatever we can. So, yeah. it's
0: fantastic.
2: And I think also, like, um, you know, personal work lives, like the people we're working with (laughs) have been amazed, they've been so supportive, asking lots of questions, um... And not saying, oh, that's just weird. They're, like, really excited. Like, people at my work are really excited for me and they're just like, that's just so amazing. That's great. People are
1: so open, you know, they are so open to what God's doing. You know, I'm telling my customers at the bank, you know, what I'm doing and they're like, wow, you know, this is awesome. And I'm like, wow, people are just so open to what God's doing, you know. They're not afraid of it at all.
0: So just as we, we wind this up, what are you expecting God to do in you?
2: Alright, um, so it's funny, this week we're actually, while we were struggling with um, the challenge of, you know, the investment, not selling, I just said to El, I reckon we just need to write a list of some of the things that we want to see God do. Um, and so I guess thinking about some of those things, you know, I want to see obviously God just work through me in amazing, ways. I want to see someone healed using my hands, I want to be able to have a prophetic word for someone, a word of knowledge for someone, um, and just God build some amazing things in me, greater intimacy with him, learn more to hear his voice.
1: Yeah, we were talking last night and um, we were thinking, oh, what's a verse, you know, that we've we've had in our journey that really um, has kind of propelled us on? And um, we, we definitely um, came to Matthew 10, um, verse 7 through um, 7 and 8. And uh, Jesus is talking and he says, As you go, preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. And that is like a verse that we have come... People have spoken that over us. People, we've come back to it so many times, you know, that freely receive, freely give. And we we expect, we don't know what it looks like, but we expect that God will use us yeah. when we return. Yeah. We expect that God has something for us, um, to do that will impact this community right here in Mount Barker um hopefully you guys as well we want to we just want to bless people like we are not people who want to hold on to stuff like we just we just say God use us to mess up others you know (laughs) use us to to just to just um see the gospel you know spoken and um if I can just share like when we were um went to the conference last year um I've I've always known you know Australia's a a place for me and that I would do something here and we've always spoken we're going to come back we're going to come back um after but um they they uh, Brian Johnson was leading worship and just in the middle of worship he said look you guys I just want you to just put a nation on your heart and I just want you to start praying for that nation and um and I just automatically prayed for Australia because I've never ever had any other nation on my heart and so I just started praying and I have no idea who it was, but someone behind me laid their hand on my shoulder, and that was it. And I was just praying for Australia, and then the tears came. And I'm praying these things that I have never even thought about before, and I just had this like full on 15 minute like longer encounter with God, where He just really, I believe, spoke into me and said, "You know, I am going to do something in Australia through you." Um, to set people free because mm. I've, I really believe the people here are bound up and, you know, held back. And I believe that um, Jesus, you know, just wants people who are free and available mm. to just to just do it. And so I expect, I, we don't know exactly what that looks like, but we expect that God is going to use us right here.
0: Yeah, that's great. And yeah. right here. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's excellent. <laughs> So the last question I have for you guys is: How can the church support you the best? In what way?
2: All right. Well, I mean, I think obviously through prayer, like just keeping us in your prayers. You know, for our finances, for our unit to sell, um, through trying to pack up our house and um, all those other things that we've got to sort out in the next few months. Definitely prayer. Um,
1: do you want yeah. to talk about a blog? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also. Um, There's some people that have already supported us in different ways and we just want to thank you and say we appreciate that 100%. Um, And uh, we have started a blog, so you can follow along with our blog about um, what's going on and we hope to share the highs and the lows on that blog. Um, And if you just Google Dahast Family Adventures, double A-S, that's how you spell Dahast, um... Uh, then you will find us. It's pretty easy and you can just sign up with your email and then you'll just get a notification every time. But we'll try and make that also available as a newsletter through the church here as well. So, um, and on, look, I'm going to be honest, on that is, is a link and if you feel to um, donate towards our tuition, you can do that through that link as well. So, um, we don't expect anything. Please hear our heart. Um, but we just, we just know that that's what they encourage you to do. So, that's what we're doing. Um, but you can, yeah, you can connect with us there and um, also you can follow along on our Instagram. If you're an Instagrammer, we'll be, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll be gramming um, as we go as well, you know, the the good and the bad, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, definitely, um, you know, if, if you have a heart to help pack, if you're a really good packer, we receive all those... Yeah. Oh, really? I receive that. Um, or if you have some boxes lying around from when you moved, we'll accept them too, you know? Every, every cent we can save while we're here is a is cent we've got when we get there, divided by point 0.7.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so whatever that means.
3: That's
0: cool. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, one of the things that we've got is uh, a card here. Uh, from the church to Chris and Elle, and we'd encourage people to write a, a short message of encouragement to Chris and Elle in that uh, before you leave today. That would be really appreciated. And then they're not shooting through for a couple of months yet; uh, just under a couple of months, really. Nearly, yeah, don't, no. under, under a couple of months. The other other thing that uh, Chris and Elle don't know is that behind the scenes, we've just done a bit of a fundraiser for you guys, and uh, we'll be donating uh, or just giving to you guys as a love offering just over two grand. Um, to, uh, to just help to send you out. Uh, just we love you and appreciate you. So... Um, and there's still opportunity to be able to give into that if you'd, if you'd like to. Just make sure that on the My Giving envelope you put Chris and Earl and we'll make sure that that hits uh, their bank account uh, on behalf of you. Um, that'd be fine. Or better still, just give it to them. You know, just go up to them and say, love you, here you go, here's 50,000. <laughs> I'll go to the link that, that uh, Elle's talked about. One of the things that uh, we want to uh, just wind up the service with that right now is that um, just to be able to pray for people. Uh, th- one of the things on my heart from the message I've spoken about, the full, living in full expectation, is the cry of the, uh, the writer when he says, What's next, Papa? What's next? Uh, have you asked yourself that question in relation to your relationship with God, Father, what's next? Daddy, what's next? What ride are we going to go on together as we climb onto the Harley Davidson that Jesus has? Actually, no, he dr- he rode into to Jerusalem in triumph. So, uh, so it's a triumph motorcycle. He actually went on. So, I'm just joking. It's right. It's just he didn't have a motorcycle. All right. Um but. Uh, there's this whole thing of expectancy, and, and I know that Chris and Elle, um, uh, maybe if you just wanted to um, talk about maybe the area that you feel that you'd, you'd like to pray for people this morning.
2: Yeah, we really felt um, we want to pray for people who want to or have a dream or a goal or something they want to do with God, but they're actually afraid to take the first step. They've got some fear holding them back. We want to just pray pray for you um, because sometimes making that first step can be the hardest to even believe that you know what god can use me maybe you're afraid of what that might look like so we just really want to pray for people who are um yeah maybe afraid to take that first step
1: and also you know um i really believe there's some people who um can see or feel the pull that there's more for them than what they're experiencing right now. That they, they have an expectation that there is more for them but they do not know what to do. They don't know how to or maybe even striving in your own efforts to try and get somewhere. And um, I just really want to pray for people to just overstep that and just... Um, just Give to God and just say, I'm here, you know, and just and let him show you what that is, mm. not yourself. Don't yeah. try and do it in your own.
0: Yeah. The other thing I, I just want to put out there this morning is in line with uh, John and his message over communion, I, I've, I've got this written in my notes, uh, is that I'd love to pray for people to break off doubt and yes. disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. You've had an expectation on God before and for some whatever reason has happened, doubt and disappointment has crept in and it started to rob you of the expectation that God actually wants to move through you and work through you. I want to break that off this morning. I felt God speaks specifically about breaking that stuff off. The other thing is um, I felt like because of the doubt and the disappointment that there are people that are holding their head down and it's almost like a shame walk and uh, I felt strongly that the Spirit of God just wants to lift your head today so that you can look to Him and see his, his, his love in, in his eyes for you, and just wants to, to, to re- replenish you, to lift up your head again, and to, to bless you and encourage you, and wrap his arms around you, and just to whisper in your ear, I've got this, I've got this. Can we stand? Can we just say thanks, first of all, to uh, Chris and Elle for uh, them coming up and sharing that. Right now, I'm just going to open up the front, um, there is a a card here. If I can get some one of the, uh, maybe put it on the, the table there. Find a pen. That'd be great. But just want to open up the front now and, and just say if you if you felt that the spirit of God just tug on you in any of those particular areas. Just as the team leads us in this song, uh, come out the front. We're just going to pray for people. I want to break some stuff off, people. I, I believe that God is a God of breakthrough, and we can break some stuff off like doubt and disappointment. So let's let's believe God can come through for this this morning. Thanks, uh, Luke, as you lead us in, uh, in song, mate.